Luke chapter 1. We'll begin reading at verse 26, and then we'll read through verse 38. All right, hopefully by now you are at Luke chapter 1. We're going to begin reading at verse 26 and then read through verse 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this for with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Past week, as we were on the road visiting my family in Mississippi, we were listening to a good bit of the Christmas music that was playing on the air. And the song came on, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. And I was thinking about the lyrics of that song, that song which I believe was first, um, first produced in 1963. Something occurred to me about the lyrics. Maybe this has occurred to you, maybe it hasn't, but I want to share the lyrics with you and then I want to propose to you about these lyrics. It's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and everyone yelling, telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest time or season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call, it's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow. Christmas is long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be parties for toasting and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing, and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Have you ever some longing that are in those lyrics? Very interesting. There's a sense of excitement, sense of anticipation. His use of verbs. There will be this. There will be. You know, he conflates those uh, nouns and, or pronouns and verbs. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. There's going to be this. There'll be lots of that. A sense of longing, a sense of, of future hope. A future excitement. What's going to come? And yet, that sense of longing is anchored for remembrance. It's clearly there. He doesn't talk about the past, but the past is littered throughout the verses and chorus. Because he knows there's going to be parties to be hosted. Right, Bill? There's going to be marshmallows that are going to be toasted, hopefully. There's going to be caroling out in the snow. Maybe not so much snow here in Georgia, but you know, we've already had a little bit. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. The scary stories, tales of the glories, all those things... He's, he's saying they're going to happen. And how does he know they're going to happen? Because they've happened every year up to this point. Otherwise, how does Mr. Andy Williams know what to expect? He knows what to expect. Because he's seen what has happened in the past. That's... A woman is expecting a child because she knows that she has a child in her womb. She remembers. Every year when we approach Christmas, every year when we step our feet into the season of Advent, we remember what God has done and therefore we have hope for what He is yet to do. here last year in this very sanctuary lighting not these very candles but ones very shockingly similar <laughs> calendars have a funny way of repeating themselves every year guys you remember when that anniversary is coming up hopefully You're hoping everyone else remembers when that birthday's coming coming up. Yet every advent, I get that same feeling. Every advent, I think, oh, Mister Andy Williams was right. This is the most wonderful time of the year. 
you know, certainly you've been around me. I love this season. I live for this season. When Christmas season ends, can be celebrated year-round because, you know, for six months you're building up to it and then six months you're reflecting back on it, right? Mary. is approached by the angel Gabriel and she's told that she's to be expecting. She has no sense of remembrance. This is not one of shock that an angel showed up. Her, Her response is one of shock that she's pregnant. That's not possible. She has no sense of remembrance that would lead her to this point other than the sense of remembrance of Yahweh's promises. She knew what Yahweh had promised. She could count on that. She and her family, she and her nation had looked expectantly for hundreds of years. Some for thousands of years. God's going to put things back to order. God is sending us His Messiah. He is sending someone to redeem us, to make everything God never fails on his promises. Nevertheless, she found herself suddenly into in a situation into which she had been thrusted that was completely new. Her? Why her? She's just a young lady making plans for a marriage. A little bit differently than we do it here. Busy preparing a home for her. Where did this come from, Yahweh? Why me? How me? I want to challenge you and assure you that Mary was not just any other old gal. What do you think? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where are you going with this? Mary was not just any old gal off the street. She was special. The angel even says it. This is God's messenger. Blessed are you among women. 
all generations are going to call you blessed. He observed her life. And I suppose that's why he chose her. Notice her response. The angel shows up. I don't know about you, but I'd probably be a bit concerned. What's going on here? That seems like ordinary life to her. Of course God's messenger has showed up. A sense of not really being surprised when God does something miraculous. The only pause she has is, what's so special about me? And then, well, how's this going to happen? And when she's assured by the angel Gabriel, her response is remarkable. Sounds like Isaiah when his um, eyes had caught sight of God in his temple. Here am I, send me. The maidservant of the Lord, may it be done as you have said. Her life seems to be one in which she is fully open to what God would do in her life. And she sees herself as an opportunity for Yahweh to redeem His people. And our response to Him should harmonize with hers. With her, we should have a sense of hopeful expectancy. Of certain hope. Don't you believe God's going to do great things? Don't we believe that anything can happen? Or have we gotten too old for that? It amazes me. Driving down the road on a dark night. Another house with Christmas lights. Even if it's the tenth house in a row on the right hand side of the road, every single one, the kids, wow! Look at that! Frosty! There was Frosty in the yard prior. They do that. Emery still, to this day, if he sees a dandelion out in the yard, he is going to run out to it. He's going to snatch it up off out of the ground and he
And he's going to be so delighted. We've gotten beyond that too often. Too often we think, eh, we see dandelions every day. Eh, so it snowed. It didn't snow that much. Advent is a season in which we prepare. This is not yet the Christmas season. This is Advent. This is a time when we slow down. A time when we surround ourselves by things that are a bit out of the ordinary. Take a look. It doesn't look like most Christmas trees you've seen because it's not a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas tree. And there are images and symbols on it that are a little bit different. It's a season where we decorate in purple, a little bit of pink, maybe some gold and white. Where we hang evergreen. All those things are a bit out of the ordinary, a bit unusual, a bit different. of the one whose birth we celebrate at Christmas. They help instill in us that sense of longing and expectancy, that sense of hope and excitement. Advent is a journey. Where are we? dark place. Perhaps we're in a hopeless place. Perhaps we're in a, an overwhelming place. Perhaps we're in a good and exciting place. Things are going well. Life's good. As we where are you going? He wants to take us somewhere. He wants to take us to Christmas. He wants to take us to the reminder that the Son of God, the Eternal One, has become one of us to redeem us. He wants to remind us that the baby that we celebrate in the manger
Where are you? What are you expecting to happen tomorrow? What are you expecting to happen this season? Are you expecting just to struggle and all the decor? Wrapping up the study that we were doing on Sunday nights for the month of November. And we started with that question. You could ask one thing from God. If God stepped into your presence and looked you in the eye and said, What's the one thing you want me to do? Big or small, what is it? What would we have the guts to ask? I like Bill's answer. Bill said, <laughs> If so, all right, let's pack it up and just end it there. Because if we don't think that God can provide even a hundred million dollars, then how in the world do we have the gall to expect Him to meet our daily needs? Lord, what am I going to do with this flat tire right now? What is your heart's longing? Like Mary, we would do ourselves and our families well to not be shocked when God shows up. To not balk when He says He's going to do something great. Here I am, Lord. Walk slowly. Listen carefully. Slow down. Enjoy those things that are around you, most especially those things we call people. Because Advent is a season where we look back, thank Him that He has come. It's a season that we look forward
Don't stop and think, wait a minute. If he has come, and if he is coming, then what about now? What about here? What about today? What about my life right now? What about my family? Certainly, he can visit me now. Certainly, he wants to do something in the life of this person before me. This person beside me. This person across the street from me. A good book. Find something to slowly walk your way through. Make this season meaningful. Catherine posted, I think just yesterday, this book, which is incredible, and God is in the Manger by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. If you want a book to walk you through Advent in a phenomenal way, it's not expensive. Catherine's posted a link on Facebook. Incredible. this season. Don't, don't just get caught up in the hustle and bustle. Slow down and look for God. And expect that He's going to do something big when you find Him. It's how He always works. God doesn't just decree from heaven your sins are forgiven. He becomes one of us to redeem us. I want to provide something to you. Am I passing those little booklets out there? This is just a simple guide to Advent and Christmas. Slowly make your way through it. It's not. It's not long. It's not. Hopefully, not tiresome and boring. should have enough. Take this home and slowly make your But use this resource. Please, please do. Under communication cards and on the back of your bulletins, they're just like normal. Three simple responses that I'd like you to consider making with me. For Christ Jesus to make himself known to me like never before. What he 
used to do in your life. But I wonder if you'd pray with me. Lord Jesus, make yourself known to me in a new and special way right now in this season of Advent. Secondly, I want you to use this Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany, God. Never give you anything. do us all well to strive and tend to become more sensitive to Christ's nearness. I'm convinced that the one who became one of us some 2,000 years ago and the one who any day show up and Take us home. That we'll see Him in the little things of this season. That if we'll be sensitive to it, we'll recognize His nearness to us. Let's pray. quiet ourselves as we try to slow our lives down weeks we pray that you would help us we pray that you would be near to us we pray that you would open our eyes and we pray that you would help us to fear above any and every other thing that we might miss you. That we might forget you. That we might ignore you. that we might choose other things and other responsibilities and other plans over you. Lord, we pray that you would make yourself known to us this season as we start to raise our eyes up to December 25th. We pray that you would help us to take inventory of our lives and to pray with longing that you would do great things in us and through us. Lord, we pray that you would make us more and more aware of your closeness. As we walk through this season together, we pray that our footsteps would be catching up to yours.
and that we would walk with a sense of excitement and hope and joy. We pray all of these things in your Son's name. Amen.